as believers, I've got to say, none of us is perfect. And I am most certainly (laughs) not. You will hear me repeat that several times on this podcast. But I will say this, as we grow in our relationship to God, there are things in this world that truly stick out like never before. Things that maybe the rest of the culture is saluting and parading like it's the best thing in the world. But as believers, we look at things through a completely different lens than everyone else does. It doesn't make us perfect. It just means that we are trying to follow the one who is. This episode is all about those things that I'm seeing in the culture that are not so subtle, but at the same time, they are so trendy that people, believers included, are apt to co-sign on some of the things that the rest of the world is lifting up. As believers, we lift up God. So in this episode, I'm getting into some of the spiritual practices that are going on in the world that we need to make sure we don't fall victim to, no matter how good or quote unquote spiritual it sounds. Listen in. You're listening to the Style and Stewardship Podcast. So what is stewardship? That is exactly what we'll be talking about in each and every episode of this podcast. As Christ followers, I think it's so important that we manage every single area of our lives to the best of our ability. Not perfectly, but intentionally in our own unique way and holding on to God's grace every single step of our journey. On this podcast, I'll be sharing thoughts, things that God's teaching me, and transparent talks. My hope is that when you listen, you'll feel equipped, you'll be encouraged, and more than anything, I hope that you're inspired to live out your day-to-day calling in your own unique way. This podcast is for the woman who wants to hear, well done. Welcome to episode 51 of the Style and Stewardship Podcast. I am so excited to be back. Breaks are awesome. Rest is from the Lord, as I always say, and so are naps. I haven't had a nap in years, but I'm just saying, I want to put that out there. I hope that you are doing well. And I'm always saying this, you know, create space in your life because you need rest. You are not a machine. You don't have to put on a cape for anyone. And honestly... We can't be good stewards if we are completely and utterly exhausted. I'm not saying it's impossible because God can do anything through us when we allow him, but I'm saying it's necessary. We need rest. That's a real, real thing. But in this episode, I wanted to talk about, you know, one of the things that has been on my heart and on my mind, and I look a lot at what's going on in culture, not on purpose. It just kind of sticks out to me. And when you're, you know, it's like when you get new information about something and you look back and you're like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I did it like this all those years and there was an easier way to do it or I was doing it wrong the whole time. I feel like when we get into the word of God, that's what happens when we when we look at the world. We have this biblical worldview now and we're seeing things from a, a spiritual You know, our spiritual eyes are truly open because we see what's, we see what's going on in the world and we're like, eh, actually, ooh, you know, like there's that thing that rises up in you. I don't know if it rises up in you, but like it does for me, different things I know um, affect us. 
But what bothers me is, you know, when people start talking about, you know, things that I feel point people to idolatry. And I speak about that a lot on this podcast. Sometimes I don't, it's not even something that I mean to speak about. It's just something that just bubbles to the surface. And we have so much of it that runs rampant. And, and it always has, you know, which is why, you know, God had to even give us that as, a, as one of the, the Ten Commandments, you know, because our hearts are prone to just wander off and to wander away from God and to, you know, put things where he should be. And an idol can be anything. Um, it can be absolutely anything. And it's why that when we, when we read God's word, it brings us, it's sobering. You know, I, I don't know how else to say that. Like God's word is sobering. It's like, if we think our stuff doesn't stink and, and we read the word of God, it's like, oh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's nothing cuts like that does. Um, and one of the, one of the issues that I see, one of the things that are lifted up that point people to idolatry is this whole space of worshiping your goals. And this is something that has been on my heart for a minute. I've actually recorded episodes on it and I didn't even publish them because some of them it was like, all right, that may have just been a rant, (laughs) but I'm going to talk about it here. And here's the thing, right? None of us is perfect, right? Scripture says none of us are perfect. No, not one. All fall short of the glory of God. Every single last one of us. We all struggle in different areas. You know, I'm, you know, something may be a temptation for me that would lead me down a path that wouldn't even bother you. I don't know. That's between you, the Holy Spirit, and the conviction that God places on those that follow him. And there's a lot in the world about manifesting. And I'm just going to talk about that on this episode. It's okay. So the issue with manifesting is find it in scripture. That's the first thing that I'm going to say, find it in scripture. And when we look at the root, okay, the word itself is not the problem. What people are doing is the problem. So what is this whole manifesting thing? I'm going to tell you um, a, a definition that I pulled up online. So this says essentially manifestation is bringing something tangible into your life through attraction and belief. Okay. So let's see. The problem with this, right, is like I said, it's not the word. It is the intent. It is the motivation. And it is the belief that wanting something bad enough and having a goal or a vision or a vision board or whatever. I'm not saying vision boards are bad. I don't know. Like I said, that may be your own personal conviction or not. 
but and, and I said this on the episode about the Enneagram and the conviction that I had about that. And here's the thing. Anything that we go to to materialize something in this world that we want. It's such a seductive thing that so many Christians and so many other believers are going down this path of having Jesus, but manifesting stuff too. The problem with that is there is no both end, right? Jesus says that he's the way. So if we're trying to go about getting what we want, I'm not talking about physically getting what you want. Like when you go to work, you do a job, you do a service and you get a paycheck. You're doing something in order to get something. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about messing around with spiritual things, spiritual forces that have nothing to do with Jesus, nothing to do with God, that are all about getting what you want and attracting things to you. This is actually witchcraft. I'm going to call it what it is. This is witchcraft. I'm not saying if you've done this or if you've dabbled in this, that, you know, you're a horrible person. We are all sinners. That is not what I'm saying. But I am saying that attracting things like there's this stuff like law of attraction stuff and manifesting stuff. And I see so much of that coming into the church and so much of that even being spoken, you know, from pulpits. And the fact of the matter is this, if there's no line, there's no delineated line of where, where we're getting things from, then where is it coming from? You know, pray, if we have prayer, why do we need manifestation? And that's kind of what I want, you know, want you to think about. Why are we manifesting stuff if you know, God says that we have not because we ask not. And when we ask, we ask with wrong motives. So there are things that God wants to give us. There are things that God wants to bless us with. And there are things that we get through prayer, right? That is a spiritual practice. So is manifesting. And that's really the heart of the issue. If you're a believer, why do you need to manifest anything? Why do you need to attract anything to yourself, whether it's money or a relationship or whatever the case may be, when you have a father in heaven who is waiting for you to pray in the name of Jesus? So as believers, we've got to be really, really careful with mixing with some of these things that are culturally relevant without asking the question, where the heck did this come from? Just like the Enneagram stuff that I was talking about. Horoscopes, all of these things, where do they come from? Mind you, you you won't hear me say there's no power in these things because guess what? There is a spiritual realm that is extremely real, right? So these things are very real. It says that Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. It's going to look fine. It's going to seem all fine and good, but where does it lead you to? What does it lead you to do? And does this deepen your walk and your relationship with Jesus? Or does this get you in a place where you're trying to visualize what you want so much? You're not even looking at God over here. You're looking at this thing and you're trying to see Um, if it's going to come to pass or if it's going to come into fruition because you will it to happen. 
The problem with messing around with things in the spiritual realm is that we open ourselves up to things in the spiritual realm. And when I say spiritual realm, I'm talking about the demonic side of things, not the angelic side of things, right? So there are these forces that are very real. And when you're okay with doing things that will open yourself up to getting something you want by way of not going through God, you're going to get something on the other end of that. And this is, I would say this is not to scare you, but it, um, honestly, sometimes fear is a good thing. (laughs) Fear, there's a good kind of fear. There's a fear that, that keeps us safe. You know, if I go to the top of a really tall building, the fear of falling keeps me from stepping too close to the side. That's a good fear. It keeps me safe. And I think that there is a, there's a good fear to have when it comes to things that are spiritual or that are presenting themselves as spiritual. There are a couple of other things. So I love, like, I love essential oils. I love natural products. I'm, you know, seriously, like, that's my jam. I love stuff like that. I love natural, like, I think I have a post on my blog about all the different natural deodorants I've tried. I've tried like 27 different ones over the course of the last like seven or eight years. I love stuff like that. I've made some of my own. I've made some of my own hair products. I think natural things, God gave us these things, you know? It's when we start using things to manipulate them for spiritual practices that we're playing with fire. When we are, you know, I hear people talk about energies, right? And they say that, you know, if they burn sage, that it clears up bad energy or something. I don't know. I don't know, like, if I'm saying that wrong, I'm I'm not sure. But I think they burn sage or smudge or whatever it's called to lift like bad energies or bad spirits. Here's the thing. Again, if we, if you have Jesus, if you have the Holy Spirit, why do you need to burn sage and trust in this object to remove some bad energy? I'm using air quotes. You can't see me. Some bad energy from around you. Right? So the issue with that being, if again, you have God, why are you going to this other thing over here? Like seriously, why are you going to this other thing over here? Horoscopes, there's another one. I used to be so into that before I came to faith in Jesus. I would not start my day without reading it. I started getting into like numerology and looking into all of those things. The problem with those things are, is that you are relying on some chance, like rolling a dice to speak something over your life and to accept it as being true, as almost given a sovereign ability to. If God is sovereign, why do you need a horoscope? So in the Old Testament, King Saul, you know, the first king, Samuel, the prophet came to him and said, you know what? Um, You disobeyed God and you did this thing that you were not, was not lawful for you to do. It wasn't right for you to do. And because of that, God is going to strip this kingdom from you. And this is when, you know, Samuel has to go and find 
Jesse and he ends up finding David and God is like, he's the one, he's going to be the next king, all this stuff ordained by God. The people begged for this king and they got this king, King Saul, when he found that he was going to be removed from his throne, literal throne, he went to inquire of witches in this place called Endor. He consulted with a medium, right? He went to this medium and he disguised himself and he basically tries to get a different answer about his future, even though God Almighty through the prophet Samuel told him, hey, you're not going to be king any longer. You know, it's, that's it. You're done. And instead of him going before God and repenting, or I, I don't even know, um, he decides to go to a human being who messes with spiritual forces and messes in spiritual demonic stuff to give him a different answer than that which God had given through the prophet Samuel. That's a big deal. And that, if we are going to go to the rest of the world and do things the way the rest of the world is doing them, why do we even need God? And I think that that's the question that we all have to ask ourselves. Is God not enough? Is his word not true? Is seeking God, seeking his face and praying not enough? This is when we start putting our faith in other things. And these things end up becoming idols. So when people talk about manifesting stuff and attracting things to themselves and smudging energies out of the way or crystals and charging them, these are all things man-made to get a result that only God can bring about unless it's some demonic force who will give you what you want for a time, but then you got to pay. So when it comes to all of the different terms that are used out there, there are things that I won't, there are words I won't even say, not because that's where my heart is, but because I don't ever want to lead anybody astray. And I don't ever want to point anybody to anything other than God. And when we start doing things like, you know, charging crystals and, 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 and smudging and, you know, um, talking about suns and, and, and different planets and what it means and all of this other stuff. Here's the thing. God did put things in the sky for us. He said for times and seasons, right. And for us to, you know, we know about, um, what do you call that constellation? I'm not, that's not my jam. I'm not even going to pretend like I know, but you know, there are things in the sky that if you are someone who is a nomad, you can look up in the sky or you can have a compass or whatever. And you can look at the alignment of the stars to tell you where you are physically on the earth. So this is the thing, like that's, that's what the enemy does. He uses things that are good and he uses things that make sense to take you and steer you to any 
anything else other than God. Like my, my voice just got high there, <laughs> but he always wants us to put our hearts and give our hearts over to things that are not God, that are little G's. You know what I mean? He wants us to I- idolatry, right? He wants to lead us to a place of idolatry. He doesn't care how he does that. And the trendier, the better, because now there's this like whole like proliferation of things. Like you can go online and put in, you know, so many different like Google searches and there are books on it. There are kits you can buy on it. I saw some candles in TJ Maxx when I was there the other day. I love TJ Maxx. In TJ Maxx and it was, you know, a money candle or something. And I was like, what in the world? To like attract money to yourself. If that's not messing with spiritual forces and playing around with evil, I don't really know what is. But the enemy will always make it something that's good, you know? It just because it's a good thing doesn't mean that it's the right thing. Doesn't mean that it's the God honoring thing and does not mean that it's pleasing to him. When we have every single Christians are the most equipped people in the world. And if you believe that a rock can give you something that it's just crazy. Like we have these material things that God made But instead of worshiping God, we worship these things. And I I truly believe that if we don't worship God, we'll worship everything that he made. We don't give God his glory. And mind you, we don't give God glory. We just recognize it, right? So when we're talking about manifesting things and, and, and all of this, what we're really doing is saying, I want this thing so bad, I will go around God to get it. And the problem with trying to find our own way is that we will find it. This is a wide open world. We can literally do anything that we want. But the difference of us and, and the rest of the world that doesn't believe in God, that doesn't believe that, you know, he sent his only begotten son for our sins is that we know we know who to go to. If we want something, we know who to go to our father in heaven, right? So mixing with the world, you know, we think that it's going to be this big blatant thing or, you know, having, excuse me, or idol worship. We think that it's going to be this big grand thing, this big obvious thing. No, it's going to be something good. It's going to be using something that God has probably made in order to get something that God was not giving you or that you did not even go to God for. So that, those are my thoughts. And those are just some of my thoughts on that. I am not an expert on any of these things, but I can say this. God is God of everything. He owns everything. And we choose to serve God or we don't. We choose, we, we choose to worship and honor God or we worship what he's made and what we want. Anything other than God is an idol. And I just want to encourage you to start asking questions. Ask yourself, why am I having this talisman or this good luck charm or this? Because all of those things are just little subtle ways of saying God is not enough. God didn't give me enough. Or 
God's not good, which is another one that the, the enemy loves to say that if, if God's good, he'd give you X, Y, and Z because you work so hard or you do this or you do that. And we start going down this road of kind of being like spiritual brats. I don't know, like that, that just popped into my head, but if God doesn't give us what we want, then we try to do things our own way and we try to do them without him. And God doesn't force us to do anything. He hasn't made us to be robots and he'll let us, you know, God is still God and he is still good. And we can always turn to him when we're confused about doing the right thing. And I honestly feel like in the culture that we live in, we have so much around us and so many people talking and so so much noise that when we are not in our Bibles and we're not reading the word of God, truth has this way of getting skewed by our goals or the things that we want or whatever is culturally relevant or popular at the time. And that's why I said like the word of God is sobering. It'll wake us right up when we start like veering down these little side roads that God never told us to walk down. And what's interesting is that all the things that the enemy uses typically are things that are way harder to get and we have to work way harder for or we have to give up something major in order to get. Instead, we can look to God and we can pray in the name of Jesus about whatever it is that plagues us, hurts us, whatever desires we may have, whatever goals we may want to achieve. Because every time we go to God, God has this way of redirecting and reorienting our hearts to the right place. So I just wanted to encourage you that the next time you hear somebody talking about manifesting, attracting, law of attraction, all this other stuff, this spiritualized, you know, um, I don't, I keep calling it stuff. I don't know what else to call it, but all of these different things that point you always ask, what is this pointing me toward? Not will this get me what I want because that's what takes us off course anyways. But where will this take me? If I go down this road, where is this leading me to? Is this leading me toward God or away from him? Where is this leading me? Where is this taking me? Because there are things that God is not, God is not a fan of people that I can't speak for God, but I will say, I don't think that God's a fan of us giving power or giving over his glory to something else, especially things that he created. If we need something, we can go to God. He wants to give us good things. He wants to do good things for us. And he's there when we go through horrible things because we live in a sinful world. He doesn't make any of those things happen. And I don't believe that God is just like, just keeping good things away from those that love him and walk after him. So just wanna encourage you with that. Start asking questions, start asking questions. You don't need to parrot or repeat anything that the culture is saying 
because you have some goal that you want to reach or something that you want to happen in your life. Um, don't give God's glory to anything else and don't walk after anyone else but Jesus. So until next time, your life matters. What you do with it matters. So what will you steward well?